Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Ah, uh, what am I going to do to start this off? I really don't know what I'm going to do to start this off. I feel like I'm having a bit of a rough night, he says. Boom, Tish, Alex First, hello. Oh, golly. Keep your day job, please, Christopher. This is not, this is not an introduction to a movie that is a lame version of of Weekend at Bernie's Crossed with the Hangover and Bridesmaids. It is not or it is? <laughs> well, yeah, it kind of is. It, it's a very tough <laughs> night. It, look, the attempt to be edgy largely fails in this, which is supposedly a lightweight comedy. Yeah, I struggled with this. I really did. It's 101 minutes. And a decade ago, five young women were mates at college. Now... Ten years on, they've gone their separate ways. That's often the case when you go to uni with somebody and, you know, oh, yeah, I'll keep in touch, I'll keep in touch, and, yeah, life takes an interesting turn. Oh, so, that, that's one of the biggest lies you can tell, though, isn't it? You know, you, you go on a, on a cruise ship holiday, you, you meet up with one, people on a cruise ship holiday, you keep, you know, you're at the same dinner table as them for 10 or 11 nights, and as you disembark at the end of the cruise, you say, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll keep in touch, no problem at all. And before you've gone down the gangway, you've thrown their contact details into the water. <laughs> I mean, it's the great lie, Alex. Well, I don't think you mean to do it, but, hey, it depends. Yeah, it's funny. We're, we're In our family, we're organising a wedding at the moment. Okay, Now, the biggest difficulty with a wedding is who do you invite, who do you not invite if you've got a certain number of people? Now, what that means is you have to categorise friends, right? <laughs> Who's, and that is damn hard because you, most circumstances, you, don't, you'll, you won't meet with you know, your 100 nearest and dearest every day, right? So you know, who's the 101st? And this is exactly what Rough Night deals with in the sense that, yeah, they've gone their separate ways. Scarlett Johansson, by the way, plays Jess Thayer, and she's dedicated her life to public service. Now she's set her sights on becoming a member of the state legislature. Bear in mind this is in the United States. She's also about to get married, and and the friends from way back, from a decade ago, decide to throw her a weekend hens party. Of course, that goes completely off the rails, doesn't it? They go wild. They do coke. They kill somebody. Yeah, and I don't yeah, know. When you're in a comedy and you actually kill somebody, I think that might actually be taking the definition of black comedy just a bit too far. Oh, well, yeah, but Weekend at Bernie's did that, didn't they? I mean, and, and no, I mean, the way they've played it is okay in that regard, but that's only the start. So in tow with Scarlett Johansson's character, Jess Thayer, is Pippa, played by Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live. She's Jess's eccentric mate from a semester down under. She spent you know, a semester in Australia. And then you've got Alice, played by Gillian Bell. She is Jess's overly possessive friend who mistakenly believes that she's still Jess's bestie. That sort of can be a bit dangerous. Oh, yeah, best mate, your best mate. Yeah, well, are you really? And then there's Frankie, Alana Glazer, who's an activist, frequently at odds with the law. And finally, Blair, Zoe Kravitz, most straight-laced of the group. And in fact... Frankie and Blair 
used to be an item. Then you have Paul Downs playing Jess' selfless, doting fiancé, Peter. He's happy to be in the background, giving Jess the love and support she needs to pursue her political ambitions. And you've also got Demi Moore. We haven't seen her for a while. No. And, and Ty Burrell. Now, they assume the personas of a Miami couple on the prowl because they go to Miami for this weekend away. Oh, and, as you do, yeah. As you do. A nice place to go. And, and then they're looking to swing Demi Moore and Ty Burrell. They want to swap partners. So, Johansson says this movie might seem to be about friends who find themselves in a not-so-average bachelorette party through a series of very over-the-top events, but it's really about friendship. I mean, we often can take for granted the people that know us the best. And the movie is a sort of cautionary tale about taking that for granted. And also, it's a celebration of that kind of deep friendship. Bear in mind, these are the words of the star of the piece, Scarlett Johansson. The director, the co-writer, the producer of the movie is Lucia Anello, who says she was reflecting on how the formative friendships of her life had changed over time. And that inspired the movie. And I reckon that absolutely happens because... Even though you intend to be best mates with somebody, then suddenly you go to a different university or a different school or kids come along and then you form new friendships and your best of intentions don't end up that way. So she says, Lucia Anello, it's based on so many relationships that she's had, the feelings that she has with certain people from her past. It's about figuring out how your past fits in with your present and your future. There are places you visit and places you behold, full of natural wonders that beckon with the promise of a feeling you haven't felt in a long time, a feeling you're in the right place, immersed in a moment you never want to end. It's here in West Virginia, from lush rolling hills to quiet streams and unexpected adventures, a place full of mystery and endless fascination, a place that's almost heaven. Find your version of heaven at wvtourism.com. You're listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Well, what's this about casting an American to play a comic Australian? Oh, you I know, don't know. I, I recall someone having no problem with Matthew McConaughey playing a koala. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I think there is a slight difference. I, I know this is going to come as a real shock to you. Mm. So I hope you're sitting down, Chris. Mm. Koalas don't actually speak in human terms. And when they do, they should speak with an Australian accent. Oh, yeah, of course they should. So, <laughs> except if they're voiced by Matthew McConaughey. Yes, well, he can. Make, he can. He's, a, he's such a fine actor. He can voice anybody and anything, including an animal. But okay, why do we have Kate McKinnon, who's very good on Saturday Night Live? But can't you get Tony Collette? Can't you get Rebel Wilson? Now that she's back in the game. Well, now that she's know? won her case against Bauer Media, maybe, maybe she will start getting some roles. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. I I really thought Rebel Wilson would have been perfect for the role, but I really, as I said at the outset, struggled greatly with the material. And I actually thought the first half hour was positively dreadful, first half hour of, of Rough Night. The actors seemed to try to create laughs and mayhem. I reckon they failed miserably. And at that point, half hour in, I was really fearful that the nothingness I'd experienced to that point would simply continue unabated. Uh. Fortunately, the picture kicked up a gear when the ladies managed to snuff out a character and he was the one that played a stiff for the rest of the movie. So, so hang on. One of the high points of the movie, of a comedy, is when they kill someone. 
Yeah, well, what happens thereafter, uh, yeah. Oh, okay, all right, okay. And, and fortunately, the picture... You know, I do up... have sort of issues with this, Alex. I'm just putting it out there. Thank you, yeah. Well, the picture did kick up a gear when the ladies did that, but that created a modicum of interest. And the word modicum is entirely appropriate because as a vehicle, it too decidedly wore out its welcome. You know, once you've got a stiff being a stiff, oh, yeah, okay, well, how many jokes can you make out of that? Somehow, though, before Rough Night was all over, few extra surprises, stage-managed, and, and those words should read, contrived comic foray or two, hit more of a positive note, although only just. And somehow, fortunately, the flimsy plot did come together at the end, which I honestly hadn't been convinced it would. I also thought Scarlett Johansson, Chris, was decidedly uncomfortable in the lead role. I'm not just talking about the character she played, I might say. So, uh, deserves less than faint praise. It doesn't deserve a pass mark, Rough Night. I mean, if by the way, if against my advice you decide to see it, remember to stay on until the very last frames because that's when there is a plot reveal. Uh, okay, all right. By that time, by the way, I saw it in a general audience, 97% of the audience had walked out. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to ask you something at this point. If Please. you if you had to sit through one of these movies again, would it be Rough Night or The Mummy? Rough Night. <clears throat> okay, so it's better than, than that. Okay. The Mummy got a 1 out of 10. <laughs> this, yeah, this is three times as good. This gets a 3 out of 10. Yes, it does. Oh, gosh, that's so, exciting. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I, The Mummy is definitely going to make my bottom ten of the year. Rough Night will have to wait another, what, few months before I can determine that, but I reckon there's a fair chance it will also make that list. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, look, I know that Scarlett Johansson is a very good actor. I just don't think this is the right vehicle for her. And the others would try hards. I mean, look, probably... The Demi Moore and Ty Burrell personas are about as funny as anything in the film, but even even they, the whole thing just seemed forced to me. So, yeah. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.